OK, lad, I'll let you go. On the team from Ireland, Shane Lowry. <laughs> Welcome to the Worldwide Golf Shops Insider Podcast, episode 338. Greetings, everyone. Tom Brussell here. Thanks so much for joining us. So glad that you did. If you're a first-time listener, long-time subscriber, doesn't matter. We're just glad that you tuned in today. Our guest today joins that incredible list of major champions we've had on the Insider Podcast. Three out of the last four. And this guy is the reigning Open champion from 2019 at Royal Port Rush. Can't forget that one, Shane Lowry. Shane, thanks so much for joining us, my friend. Good to have you. No problem. Thanks for having me. Reigning Open champion. I like the way that sounds, don't you? Still, uh, still, it's still hard to believe. It feels like so long ago. It feels like, obviously, it is long ago. It's nearly two years ago, but uh, it's hard to believe that there hasn't been another one since, you know. It's, uh, it's crazy. But looking forward to getting getting back to St. George's this year to uh, to defend, you know? Yeah, we were thinking, you know, DJ had the green jacket for, what, five months, and you've had the claret jug for two yeah. years. You could rub that one in his face a little yeah. bit. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Oh. I'm sure I'm sure DJ doesn't mind too much. He, he'll always have the green jacket, so uh, he's uh, he's happy enough with that one. Like, I'm, I'm happy enough for how, uh, no matter what. You know, no matter what, when you win one of those things, they can never be taken away from you. So that's the best thing about it. Absolutely. Shane, let's hit the rewind button. It's always great to hear this, but, you know, some back sometime somewhere, we all fell in love with this game somehow, and somebody put a club in our hands for the first time and showed us how to grip it and all that. Take us back to when you first learned the game and what that was all like. Yeah, so I grew up in a, um, I grew up in a very small town in Ireland called Clara in Offaly. There's probably only, I'd say it's a population of about 3,000 people, Um so kind of a place where everybody knew everybody and not many people played golf, to be honest. There was no, there was a golf course nearby 10 miles away, I'd say, but um, not many people that I would have known would have played. Um, but we had like a, a, there's a game in Ireland, a sport in Ireland called pitch and putt, which is like basically the longest hole is 70 yards and it's 18, 18 holes and it's like uh, all par three. So it's like par three golf, but you know, you use two clubs and you go play. So when I was like, when I was uh, nine or ten, I started to go play there in the summers with my cousin. Um, and I used to play there. And then in 1997, um, they built a golf course about five miles from my house, a new golf course. And it was like a, not like a, a working class club, but it was more, um, it was more a golf club, like, you know, back then even, and it's not that long ago, golf was a little bit stuffy and golf, um, you know, it was kind of hard to get into. Uh, but the golf course that was built, it was like you go play and you can wear what you want and you can do what you want. And it was it was just nice. So when I was about 13, I joined there. And um, I just completely fell in love with the game. Um, you know, there wasn't very many young people that played. I didn't have very many friends that played. Like, no, I think... None of my friends, like, it's funny, right, the school I went to, so, like, the my secondary school, so the school I went to from when I was, like, 12 to 18, uh, not one person in the whole school played golf apart from me, which is weird. Um, so, yeah, so it wasn't, not many people played golf. And then, like I just, like I said, completely fell in love with the game. And then 
I'm a very competitive person and always have been and I played a lot of sports growing up and I, I realised that I was okay at it. Um, and then when you realise you're okay and you're a competitive person, you feel like, well, I want to get better. So you just keep playing and playing and and eventually um, I ended up where I somehow ended up out here on the PGA Tour with a claret jug on the table. Um, so it's uh, it's been a bit of a whirlwind, but it's, um, you know, coming where I come from, it's it's pretty amazing. Uh the story I have behind it, you know, my my dad was a my dad was a very competitive sportsman. He he played Gaelic football and at a very high level, at the highest level back home. And you know, I think that's where I got my competitive edge from, and I, I brought that into my golf. Well, collegiate golf over here, we know how how international it's become. I mean, I played college golf in the late seventies, and I can't think of one international player that played over here. What What's it like over there? I mean, if you want to come play and compete collegiately in amateur, do, do a, a lot of the great players st- stay and play the amateur golf over there, or will they come over here? Yeah, so when I was when I was like um, leaving school and going to college, when I was around that age, I wasn't very good at golf. So, like, as in I was, like, I was about a, a two handicap. So I wasn't, like, you know, I wasn't good enough to get a, an offer from know any good schools in America so I never really went down that route um in Ireland when I was when I was going to college the the college golf scene wasn't really that good it was there was tournaments but it wasn't very serious or it wasn't very competitive but the amateur golf scene was huge um the amateur golf scene in Ireland back then was huge and it still is but back then especially you know Rory Rory back in 2005 6 and 7 you know, thousands of people used to go out and watch Rory playing amateur tournaments, and and I was playing in those as well. And and uh, you know, the game was just big, and and playing in the you know tournaments called the West of Ireland, the South of Ireland, the North, the East, and then there was like six championships every year that were huge, and I managed to win a few of those, and and uh, that's where I kind of honed my game, and that's where I got really good and and very competitive at the highest level, and that's. You know, the amateur circuit and the Golfing Union of Ireland, they're now Golf Ireland today, they did a great job at running tournaments back then and everybody went to play in them. And it was great fun as well. And and uh, if you didn't go to America to play golf, that's what you did. You stayed at home and played there and maybe went to college in Ireland. Um, so, yeah, that's what I did. Wow. Well, talk about 2009 because something really special happened that year. It all came together. The Irish Open, you're playing as an amateur. It's really rare for an Irishman to win the Irish Open, isn't it? even more so for, than an amateur Irishman. Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, like at the time, Rory had turned pro and all that. He was on the tour and, and I was like the number one amateur in Ireland at the time or, you know, definitely in the top two. And um, I called up the, the Golfing Union and I, I asked them for the invite myself. I said, you know, it's the only way I can go play the Irish Open. I'd never played one, so I was, I was excited. I just wanted to go play. And uh, they were like, yeah, no problem. Um, so I got an invite. Um, and I arrived up at Baltray that week, and I'd been playing some good golf. I'd, I'd finished, you know, I had a few tournaments where I was finishing quite high up, and I hadn't won yet that year um, in the amateur game. But I, uh, I arrived at Baltray just happy to be there. And all of a sudden, after... Two rounds, I found myself leading the tournament by two shots. I was like, wow, what's, what's happening here? Um, and then I think my competitiveness and everything I learned in the amateur game over the previous years about winning tournaments um, really stayed with me that weekend. And I managed to get over the line and win the tournament, which was, you know, I, I, I can't describe how huge that was for my whole career because 
if I'd have finished second that day, who knows where it would have been now. But I finished first and I got my I got my exemption on the European tour for two and a half years and I got to learn my trade and you know, kind of the rest is history then. Shane, everybody knows about the Open Championship in 19 when you won. Tell us about the, the first time you teed it up at the Open Championship. What, you know, how old were you? Where was it? That kind of stuff. Yeah, so I, I, uh, I qualified for the Open in uh, 2010, which, you know, uh, it was in St. Andrews. So anybody that um, asked me about my favorite tournament to go play, um, Augusta is always there. You know, playing the Masters is the most special thing in the world. But playing in the Open Championship in St. Andrews is we is the one one of the most special things in the whole world. It's unbelievable. It's something like I can't describe to you. Walking down that first hole and walking up 17 and 18 in the Open with the huge crowds, the huge grandstands is just it's just amazing. It's one of the you know one of the most special things. So I, I played there in 2010, and I actually had quite a good week. My first one, I, I was I was lying in like the top 15, I think, or top 20 going into the final round, and I had a bit of an average Sunday. But I remember just the whole experience of the whole week was was amazing. And, uh, yeah, that was my first Open. Very lucky that that was my first one. And, uh, you know, it was a very memorable one. And, obviously, hopefully we're going back to St. Andrews pretty soon. I think we're going back to St. Andrews next year, actually. Yeah, 22. I think we're going back to St. Andrews. So um, we normally go every five years, but obviously with things have messed up and, I think next year is 150th anniversary of the Open, so that'll be that's going to be a, an extra special one. And the thing I'm looking forward to now is, as the Open champion, uh, at every St Andrews Open, they have a Champions Dinner on the Tuesday night. So I'm very excited about that, and um, that'll be that'll be amazing to be able to go and sit in the room with all those champions. It'd be, it'd be pretty cool. What was it like hearing Ivor Robson call your name on the first tee? Yeah, it was it was cool. Oh, look. On, on the European tour, everybody knows knew Ivor anyway because Ivor was the he was the starter on most of the events in Europe. So um, his his voice is always um, it's special, isn't it? It's always it it's something that you know. Growing up as a kid, you wanted to hear him announce your voice, and uh, you know, I remember even playing as kids um, back in the day that one of the lads would stand there and you'd announce the boys on the first tee and stuff like that. So yeah, it, it's pretty cool. Look. I always say that the first, even I go play the Dunhill Links now, and that's on every October in St. Andrews. And man, you go play St. Andrews every time you play it. The more you play it, the better it gets. It's just the most amazing. As a golfer, St. Andrews is the most amazing place in the world. Shane, you're brought to us by uh, our friends and your friends at Cleveland Strix on Zexio Golf. You've got a great relationship with those folks. Talk about that. Yeah, so. Um, I was uh, obviously I won the Irish Open in 2009, and at the end of that year, um, I signed with Strixon. So I basically was six months where um, six months of my whole. So the rest of my professional career, I've been with Strixon ever since. Um, Ian Steele from Europe, obviously, he saw potential in me, um, and and he uh, he signed me, and um, you know it's gone great ever since. And, you know, they're just at at the at the time they were at the time they weren't making, you know that many irons or drivers or woods or stuff. So I was just using their wedges and their ball and carrying their bag. But as the years went on, um and they've started to produce, you know, great equipment, um 
it's just their 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 product. To, to be honest, their, their ball has always been number one for me. Their ball has always been amazing, and every ball I've ever used has been amazing. And you know, as the years have gone on, and as they've started to produce more products. And even people like friends of mine who are really good golfers who start to use the equipment and who just cannot say enough about it. Um, just everything to do is is very, very good. Like it's excellent, it's top class. And um I think the latest the latest product that they've out is just they they've really outdone themselves here. But you know, I, I got into the irons I think after a couple of years and then I started using them all along and every set of irons I've had over the years have been have been amazing and then obviously I've got into the driver over the last few years as well and you know managed to win the open with the with the new driver at the time and, and I've I've gotten into the new driver now this time and I I really love it. So yeah, they just like look, Cleveland have always been known for their wedges. So that's not that's not an issue for anyone. They they make the best wedges, uh, bar none. That's for me, hands down, they make the best and it it's just great to be involved in the whole process of you know the design and build of, of golf clubs as well. It's pretty cool for me to be able to do that. So, um, yeah, it's everything about the company. I can't I can't say enough about them. The guys on tour, the staff on tour that I deal with, the guys that build my clubs, everything about them. They're just uh, top class. Shane, regarding equipment, if there's one piece of advice that amateurs could learn from you and your uh, Srixon professionals, what would it be? What would you tell the amateurs to be sure they do or don't do that could help them improve their game? And when it comes to equipment, so the the thing is, when it comes to equipment, people automatically go for certain companies, you know, and that's just kind of, that's just how it's been. And I, I was like that when I was an amateur. And, I, you know, you automatically go to a certain company for a ball or a certain company for uh, woods. But I would, I would encourage people to shop around and I would encourage people to try everything and, you know, whatever suits them. And, and like, for me, and I'm, I obviously, look, I'm a, I'm a Strixon ambassador and, you know, I have been for years and I really trust the brand, I trust the company. But the, the irons that Strixon have at the minute are by far the best irons on the market. And I won't have anyone tell me any differently. You know, there's even certain guys, the, the telltale sign for me is there's certain guys on tour now that are not contracted that are using the stuff, which for me as a contracted player even gives me more confidence in the product. Um so when you see stuff like that, that's that's amazing. But I, I would encourage people just to, to shop around. It's like, you know, when you're going shopping for clothes, you don't just buy the same thing all the time. You go shop around and buy something different and try something different. So I would encourage people to, to you, you do have to go get fit for your clubs. You do you do need it, like a club fitting and, you know, because there's certain stuff that doesn't suit you. You know, for, for example, like the ZX7 irons mightn't suit some people to, they need to use the ZX5s or even the bigger ones. And, you know, it's just kind of just shopping around and, and seeing what suits your game best. If you're serious about golf, you need to go and get fit for clubs like. That's great advice, Shane, because I'm looking at what, you, what you're playing. You, you play the ZX5 and the 4 and 5 iron, and then the ZX7 yeah, I do. and 6 through pitching wedge. So you obviously got fit for that, right? Yeah, I do. And, and like I've always said, like a comp, I, I'm all for making the game as easy as I can, I, as I can make it. So... You know, using a set of blades just doesn't, you know, doesn't really interest me. I'm trying to make the game easy. So, um, yeah, I use the ZX7s, um, six iron through pitch and wedge. Then I have a four and a five iron in the ZX5s. And then I have the big three iron. Um, it's like, uh, it's like a two and a half iron. It's, it's so good. It's, it's, it's actually, it's, that's my favorite club in the bag. Dad, between that and the driver now, my favorite clubs in the bag. It's, uh, 
you know, I'm able to hit high, low, control the ball. So, yeah. Shane Lowry, it's been great catching up with you. Best of luck at Royal St. George's. We'll be pulling you on. And, uh, how about just a, a final words? We, we, I know you guys miss the fans out on tour. They're starting to get a little bit. But how about just a few words for the fans before we close this episode out? Yeah, um, obviously I'm, I'm very excited about going back to St. George's. It's, it's great to... Uh, it's great to have to see some sort of normality coming back on tour. You know, we're getting more and more fans in every week, and it's great to have the fans back. And you know, without the without the fans and without the listeners to to podcast like this, we wouldn't have um, you know we wouldn't be doing as well as we are out of the game. So I appreciate everyone who supports me and follows me along my journey, and uh, I look forward to hopefully giving people uh, uh, giving people something good to watch over the next uh, few years. Shane Lowry, Open Champion. Appreciate it so much. Thanks so much, my friend. Okay, thank you. Some great advice from a major champion. If you want to get serious about your game, be sure to be fit with your clubs. That's something we hear and say over and over and over again. Well, special shout-out and thanks to Noel Zavaleta at Cleveland Srixon Zexio Golf for putting that interview with Shane together. And to you, our listeners. And we'll do it again next time. We have another episode of the Worldwide Golf Shops Insider Podcast here at WorldwideGolfShops.com. So long, everyone.